0: I'm addicted to stress, that's the way that I get things done If I'm not under pressure, then I sleep too long And I hang around like a bum I think I'm going nowhere, and that makes me nervous Everybody's had to get me, but I feel all right Everybody's had to get me, but I feel all right Everybody's had to get me, but I feel all right You're listening to Unsubscribe, a podcast that our office mom says is funny. I'm Matt. Name withheld, held. And I'm Peter Griffin. Not that I'm one. Me, but I feel all right So, Matt, um...
1: We're gonna start off with a new segment called Hear Now the News.
0: Here Now the News. So basically we're going to rename the segment to something that makes more sense because we were calling this You've Got Mail, even though we were just talking about the recent events. Yeah, and no one emails us anymore, we just text. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> so Matt, what is in the news these days that might we might talk about? Uh, well, if you happened to be in Hawaii uh, a couple of weeks ago, you might have gotten a very scary alert on your phone uh, talking about an incoming ballistic missile. I would be a little bit concerned over that. Yeah, the funny thing about it is the way the story sort of shaped itself. Uh, so obviously this was a mistake. Um, if you're living in Hawaii, then and unless like you're listening to this in the far future, there really wasn't a ballistic missile, in which case I'm sorry. Uh, but as of when we're recording this, this was a mistake. And initially... The way they said it happened was that the operator, uh, basically he's operating from a a drop-down menu with a couple different options. Um, He was supposed to do a test, but the test option was apparently right above the actual send out an alert letting people know uh, that there's a ballistic missile inbound button. Um, and apparently he clicked the wrong button. That was the story that, that went out there almost immediately afterwards. Um, it took about a half hour for them to rescind the alert and let the official word out, let everyone know that, hey, don't worry, you're not actually in imminent danger. It was, it was just a joke. Uh, it was just a prank, guys. <laughs> yeah, just a prank.
1: But, they, I mean, it's interesting that they first blamed it on the UX. So, you know, here we have a system... And the problem is it's obsolete. it's a drop down menu, and he clicked the wrong button
0: right, but in actuality, it was as it almost always is just user error. <laughs> yes how, how long did that last? That was over forty eight hours where we had the drop down menu right well the the best thing about it let me let me read the actual uh text of the alert so th- this is an emergency alert you um, will probably used to seeing these on your smartphone for like an amber alert or you know other important things. Um, it comes with the world's worst sound. Um, at least here in New York, uh, every now and again you'll be sitting on a subway train, and all of a sudden everyone's phone erupts in this horrid sound. And most of the time, it, it doesn't actually matter. Uh, but the text of the alert read Emergency alert, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would uh, start freaking out about that. And um, it is still very interesting that, that, you know, you're mentioning about being in the subway. I sometimes, you know, I'll land somewhere that I'm traveling to. Everyone turns their phone off of airplane mode. And all of a sudden, the airplane is just scrambled, screaming with all these different alerts. And what's interesting is that sometimes the system still, sometimes um, the alert is from our origin city and not the city that we have just landed in and other times it's not. So it's still, you know, I can see how people are, you know, uh, a little freak out over these alerts, but I can also see that folks, um, you know, I'd be interested to know, like, did did a lot of people just sort of brush it off? But I don't know, when it says incoming missile, this is not a test.
0: I'm just gonna go with panic. When an alert ends in all caps, this is not a drill. (laughs) You probably are gonna freak out a little bit. Uh, But yeah, the initial story was that uh, this gentleman, was operating a drop-down menu and just selected the wrong option, which I guess is still technically user error, yes. Uh, And yeah, you definitely shouldn't have those two things next to each other. But it requires a confirmation, as it turns out. So even if you did click the wrong one, there's another pop-up that says, are you sure you want to send this uh, terrifying alert out? Um, And this person clicked yes. Do
1: you think it was Clippy? Uh, Do you think Clippy kind of just came out and said...
0: It was definitely Clippy. It was definitely Clippy. Clippy Clippy launched the ballistic missiles out of Hawaii. (laughs) Clippy's Revenge. Are you sure you Um, want us to send out this warning and freak everyone out? But the best part of this is that, okay, just shy of a week passes. Everyone's like, yeah, you know, it's an accident. Things happen. The story's pretty much dead. Nobody lost their job. Everything was great. And then (laughs) the employee who accidentally sent out the alert just couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut. (laughs) He goes forward and starts talking to various news outlets talking about how, no, 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 you don't understand. It wasn't that I just selected the wrong thing. Uh, I just didn't hear the alert that was playing in the area where I was. So apparently the way they did it was uh, it first played exercise, 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 and then read the uh, the text of the alert. So the exercise, exercise, exercise part is to let them know that it was an exercise before uh, the alert played. But the alert ends this is not a drill. (laughs) So I can kind of see how that might be confusing. Um, And this poor guy was like, according to him, he didn't hear the first part. He didn't hear exercise, exercise, exercise. Uh, He only heard the ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. (laughs) Which is why he sent out that, that uh, the alert to everybody. Um, And, because of this, after he talked to the press uh, and, I guess, tried to own up to his mistake or maybe he wanted his 15 minutes of fame, I don't know, uh, he was then fired <laughs> because apparently this is not an isolated incident <laughs> and this employee has uh, had problems like this in the past. Where he's been sending out alerts. You know, the thing is, and, and
1: I was listening to an interview with a representative from Hawaii and I've been, I've been to Hawaii so I've seen that the island has a network of uh, sirens, uh, both for, for tsunami warnings... As well as, of course, with the military installations there, uh, you know, warning for any kind of uh, inbound attack, kind of a relic of uh, World War II and the uh, ensuing Cold War. Uh, so, a lot of folks were saying that, uh, and my my grandmother lives out there. That a lot of people were saying that. Well, they didn't hear the sirens, so the text alone didn't really cause as much, you know, widespread. Uh, Day of the Locust meets, uh, you know, War of the Worlds uh, kind of uh, panic that a lot of the media outlets were uh, were mentioning. So uh, that, was, that was kind of an interesting sort of second layer to this. On top of that, you know, this person, A, couldn't keep their mouth shut, and yet at the same time is claiming to need to remain anonymous because now they're in hiding on the mainland because they think people are going to try to kill them.
0: That did not, however, save their job.
1: <laughs> did not, not, not save their job, and... Um, uh. You know, for all the thing, mistakes that people make that other people might uh, you know, take the time in their lives to uh, go and assassinate them, I, I don't think this is something that, you know, this is something that if they just kept quiet, they would have, you know, s- swept it under the rug.
0: So if I was going to crystallize this into a clear lesson, it's this. Accountability is important, and it's great, but sometimes you just need to, like, get the fuck out <laughs> of your own way. A, and B, it's super important that when you're at work, uh, you only leave one earbud in, and you don't leave both in, or you won't hear the exercise, exercise, exercise part of the emergency alert.
1: And always listen to Clippy when he asks you, do you really want to send out a you know
0: statewide alert? <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for our first segment. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to argue about... I was. All right. So uh, next up, we're going to go back to an older segment, Objection. Yes, Objection indeed. Yes. Uh, in Objection, we debate a certain topic. Um, for this one, we're going to be talking about the recent, for us anyway, um, a leak that... Well, maybe leak isn't the right word, but recently Apple confirmed that they were indeed slowing down processor speeds in older iPhones. Um, And this set off a firestorm of, on the one hand, a bunch of crazy people who have for the longest time said, no, Apple intentionally makes old phones suck, so you have to buy the new one. And on the other, people saying, this is disgusting. This is planned obsolescence. This is the reason why our entire society is going to collapse.
1: This is why we need new things, not why we can't have new things.
0: <laughs> <That's why laughs> right. So, what are your thoughts things. on this, Peter? Well,
1: starting off, that uh, I always suspected that there was some sort of secret laboratory that had s- levers and switches. I like to imagine them, maybe, maybe big uh, those big cranks that you see on the old-fashioned water mains, and that they're able to then collar your phone's performance because it seemed very odd that after two years of reliable performance, my phone would start to freeze and start to drop apps and start to really just freak out in general. And so uh, forcing, you know, I felt forcing me to, uh, you know, purchase a new iPhone. And then just just general things that I think, and this was probably shared by uh, a lot of listener. There's only one person, so thank you. Uh, Thanks, Office Mom. Yeah, thanks, Office Mom, for listening because... um, You know, I had a a, a laptop, a Mac laptop, this is a number of years ago, that uh, then uh, caught on fire, and I brought it into the Genius Bar, and they spent about uh, 45 minutes telling me that what I saw, the giant poof of blue-green smoke and the uh, fireball, was not real. And uh, just when they had uh, (laughs) given me a brand new computer as a consolation prize for this thing that never happened a woman and her child came in and she said, Timmy, tell the man what happened. And he said, a giant ball of fire came from out of my keyboard. And I'm like, (laughs) yep, this is a thing. So on top of that, when I hear about this battery thing, I'm thinking evil multinational corporation forcing us to buy Uh, this crap.
0: This is quickly uh, devolved into... (laughs) weird, uh, Apple product story time. Yeah. Um, I wasn't there. I can't say for sure that a giant green fireball <laughs> didn't come out of your computer, but I will say it seems unlikely to me. <laughs> I'm no Apple genius, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but go- going back to the actual topic at hand, um, I'm, I come down on the other side of this. Uh, my feeling is the reason why they're doing it, it actually makes sense, right? Batteries age, um, and as they age, not only do they not last as long, which we're all used to, but they can, there can also be other unforeseen issues, right? They can so be set on fire. That is is true. <laughs> you can ask Samsung about that. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, uh, there were a lot of reports of iPhones randomly stopping, turning off, rebooting themselves, um, and it turns out it was related to the to this aging battery problem. Um, so the reason why they pushed out this update was to slow down the, the clock speed so that you could actually continue to use your phone longer, right? Um, it, it, the, despite the rhetoric around it, I think the intention here was actually to keep people's phones working in, in some capacity because no matter what clock speed your processor is running at, if it doesn't have power, <laughs> it's not going to be too useful to you. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, at a certain level, it is a miracle device that we can carry around a basically a handheld computer and that kind of processing does require a substantially hefty, you know, robust battery. Um, and then if you think of all the days that your phone is really just on and being charged and it's on and being charged and it's on, uh, that's gonna wear down battery life. So from a, from a sort of tech perspective, I can certainly understand, but from a conspiracy theory, multinational corporations are out to get me uh, kind of point of view, I, um, you know, it's, 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 kind of started to confirm a lot of people that, I, you know, confirm everything that a lot of people that I knew suspected. And of course, it, you know, it's not always based, you know, I'm a low information iPhone user. So, <laughs> so, so maybe that's a part of it, but I would suspect that other people felt, ah, the conspiracy is true. I'm going to get on Reddit right now. And now every other conspiracy must be true. They're stopping well, and,
0: and. Even without going full conspiracy, I think the argument on the other side is this should have been an option, right? Um, it makes sense that this is something that you would do, but make it an option in settings that I can opt to turn off, uh, which wasn't the case. Uh, we didn't find out about it until much after the fact. Uh, and I can, I'm, I'm sympathetic to that. Like, it, ultimately, it's probably best that it is an option that the user can opt to turn off. But at the same time, uh, when you buy an iOS device, one of the reasons why is because there's that old Apple adage of, oh, it just works, right? This isn't something that people are thinking about. Uh, Most people would never even find that setting. Um, And so I also understand why they would just push this out as an update without going through the whole public debate portion or uh, going through the whole, hey, we have to send a really long-winded email that most of our users aren't going to understand explaining how aging batteries and your processor's clock speed are related and why we think it's a good idea to slow down the processor to make sure your phone doesn't randomly turn off.
1: I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's enough of a, a devotee community of, you know, there's quite a few bloggers out there for the, over the past you know two decades or so uh, you know or are or, or discuss everything apple I, I feel like they could have pushed this out in a way that would make sense to the to the people who are best informed, and therefore the less informed people just by by dint of uh, you know that being the common conversation would not be so inclined to then latch on
0: to uh, weird conspiracy theories. see, I'd like to believe that that's true, um, and maybe it is i I don't really I can't say definitively, of course, but Um, A famous example of this to me is the Xbox One. Uh, Before it came out, there was this whole big thing about its DRM um, and the fact that while you could buy physical games, essentially all it's doing is a license check uh, and that game is then tied to your account so you can't resell that disc, uh, which historically you've been able to do. Um, And this was like a huge deal. It was covered everywhere. Um, Microsoft actually rolled back that policy before the Xbox was even released. So it was never a real thing. Yet still to this day, you see people making comments online. And I've actually spoken to people, especially lower informed people who are thinking of buying consoles for, say, their children, uh, who still think that that's a thing that exists. (laughs) That, oh, well, I can't buy Timmy an Xbox because then uh, he's not going to be able to trade in games or borrow them from his friends or anything like that. Even though that's completely untrue and was never true. (laughs) So because the iPhone is kind of the the phone for grandma, like it's often pitched as like, oh, this is a more simple device. This is the device you should uh, encourage your dad who doesn't understand technology to buy because it'll just work. Um, I I do think it would be very hard to make those people understand what was going on. That said, though, I I think there is what you said about the blog sphere and the people who are Apple devotees and discuss this kind of stuff on Reddit. Um, That that part of it is absolutely true. right? This was discovered by a user. they like it, Apple wasn't forthcoming about this until they were forced to be, right? Uh, so it was those communities that actually exposed this to begin with. Uh, and because of that, it ended up being far worse than it could have been uh, if maybe they just sent out that confusing email to everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of err on the side of that when, you know, that these are complex devices, there's lots of things going on, that, you know, the, the, think of just the chemicals in a battery are pretty like potent so um but but it does seem that there um and that's why I told the story of the mushroom cloud emitting from my keyboard is that you know there there seems to there's this known history of Apple as a as a consumer company where they're just not forthcoming and like you said there's those issues of being forthcoming where you know you kind of lose control of the narrative and then people believe whatever they want anyway. But there's also that sort of, um, I don't know, I just I would just in general you know err on the side of uh, trying to push out these um, things that are just technical. There's nothing there's no moral, no one's there is no evil mastermind or any evil plan. I mean, yes, they do want to sell more product. But, um, like you said, this is a specifically technical issue. This is trying to, you know, from a designer point of view, from a, you know, from a, from a you know, it just makes sense to try to uh, extend the life in whatever way they can. But, like, you know, here we have this fallout where now people have run away with their own ideas. And if you look at it, you know, there's other people are checking out Apple and, you know, there's folks in the EU, especially France, that are trying to see whether this whole, battery debacle uh you know goes against their uh their trade rules which are a little bit more stringent than here on the, this side of the pond
0: right in particular uh, in particular their provision on uh, planned obsolescence which is sort of that second part that i was alluding to before um, and that's something that apples gets accused of a lot um their devices are designed to only last a year or two, so you have to buy another one. Um, I don't know how much merit there is to that argument. Personally, I, I don't buy into it too much, uh, but I can certainly see how other others would find that to be more true. And, and in full... Disclosure: I'm one of those idiots who buys the new iPhone every year. I was about to say, uh, the so, time I've known you, how many iPhones have you purchased? Let's see, three years, so four.
1: <laughs>
0: ah, uh, we've known each other 15 iPhones ago, you're right? Exactly. <laughs> or three years. Way back when, when, when Uncle Peter and I met, <laughs> yeah. uh, 17 iPhones ago.
1: Exactly. So <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, but something. To but be the funny
0: thing about. too. The funny thing too is that like. As a result of this, Apple's make good is to allow anyone who has an iPhone 6 or later to come into an Apple store and get a battery replacement for 35 bucks, which is pretty much cost. Um, and so the ultimate like way that this shakes out is that if you have an iPhone 6 and you've had it for two years, three years, um, you can go in now, get a brand new battery. It will work as well as it did the day you got it. And you can use that phone for another two or three years. Um, So it it ended up working the opposite way, right? Where now uh, these devices for $35 ended up lasting much, much longer than the typical smartphone.
1: Yeah. I mean, that might be good for me because I have the last like six phones that I've had. They're just stacked in a box. I should do something with them. I don't know what to do with an old phone.
0: (laughs) Just go in and be like, hey, I've got a bunch of phones here. I heard that I can get the batteries replaced. Can you help me with that? Despite, despite working in support, Peter is like support's worst nightmare.
1: <laughs> yeah, I felt bad that you're like having to walk me through. Like it's on the left, the button on the left, on the drop down under there it says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole other segment. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that later.
0: Right. No, Peter. No, no, no. Not that drop down. No, that's the one. That that's sends the alert out the one. the alert to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, all right. Great. So uh, what, what's next, Peter. Does the risk of pledging money on Kickstarter seem just too safe? Is
1: literally setting your money on fire too much trouble, but you need it gone anyway?
0: Well, do we ever have the website for you? It's called Indiegogo.
1: Indiegogo is a site where people with no real experience or the ability to actually deliver a product compete to make the most outlandish promises in
0: order to take your money. Unlike other crowdfunding sites where the goal needs to be reached in order for the project to keep your money, Indiegogo is the literal fucking wild wild west. Whether a project raises $11 or $2.8 million, the site and scam artists split the money and are then never heard from again. Just like Elon Musk.
1: Do you want to make more money? Of course we all
0: do. Do you ever think your glass of tap water is just too clean? Is your favorite color opaque? When your waiter asks if you want still water or sparkling, don't you wish you could have both?
1: Now there's a water that is naturally bubbling, but just a little. From the makers of Juicero and the planners of the Fire Festival comes raw
0: water. Bottled in Flint, Michigan and Puerto Rico, this chewable water is available wherever fine startups are sold. if not a depressure, then I sleep too long, and I hang around like a bum. I think I'm going nowhere and that makes me nervous. Everybody's at the game, but I feel alright. Everybody's at a give me but I feel alright.
1: Well, what's next is another slightly new segment called The More You Know. And what's the more you know? Well, I'm hoping we're gonna have a really great foley sound. And basically, the more you know is we're going we're gonna to let, let someone else uh, do a life lesson for us. Uh, instead of us digging into our own professional and personal experiences, we're going to uh, peruse the news for uh, some folks that we can learn by their faults, foibles, mistakes, and accomplishments. So who is that today, Matt?
0: Uh, so today we're taking a look at the White Moose Cafe. White Moose Cafe, never been there. Yeah, so uh, the thing about the White Moose Cafe, uh, they're a cafe and hotel in Dublin, uh, and recently a, an influencer, uh, this is someone who has a substantial YouTube following as well as a bunch of Instagram followers, um, reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in uh, offering her and her fiance a free room in exchange for exposure so she'll make some videos while in the hotel she'll talk them up on instagram uh in exchange for a free room now that's kind of a shitty thing to do i wouldn't send an email asking for that uh but the way he responded is just is just perfect uh do you want to read at least some of <laughs> what he said here i think you did send it
1: to me in slack so let
0: me let me open up my slack there <laughs> so so while peter's doing that to recap a little bit um Basically, in addition to the post that that Peter is going to read some of, he included the full text of the email. Now, he redacted the name and links to the social media profiles of the person, but he did so in the shittiest way possible. Like, if you literally just increase the brightness on the image slightly, (laughs) their information is completely invisible. (laughs) Wow. He redacted
1: with such success the way the Australian government sells their state secrets in a
0: discount store. In an old filing cabinet. True story. Like I have, I have to assume what he did was like open this up uh, in markup <laughs> and then just use like <laughs> the marker tool and like didn't even make sure the opacity was at the right setting, <laughs> right. and then just kind of like went over things with it. Well, it, it looks quite I quite Well, I, ha-
1: I have the response to, uh, and I'll just read some highlights of it. Um, first, let me just mention this is the White Moose Cafe in Dublin, Ireland, and I'm wondering, moose are not in Ireland, so already what's going on here? So here starts the message back to our influencer. Dear Social Influencer, I know your name, but apparently it's not important to use names. Thank you for your email looking for free accommodation in return for exposure. It takes a lot of balls to send an email like that, if not much self-respect and dignity. If I let you stay here in return for a feature in your video, who's going to pay the staff? Who look after you who's going to pay the housekeepers who clean your room the waiters who serve you breakfast the receptionist who checks you in and it continues on to name about ten other folks who need to be paid
0: every role in a hotel every role is in a hotel a is
1: listed. <laughs> like now I know how to run a hotel okay what I didn't learn from faulty towers I now know how to run a hotel um, it's lucky for us we too have a significant social media following we have Lists all the followers Facebook pages Estimated 80,000 on Snapchat Instagram Got the Twitter Wow, this person is really, really lit Um, But but Christ, I would never in a million years Ask anyone for anything for free I also blog a bit Which is, as far as I'm aware Is another way of saying Write stuff on the internet The above stats do not make me any better than anyone else Or afford me the right to not pay for something Everyone else has to pay for and then continues on, and
0: lots of, yeah, a lot of, lot of hate unloaded there. A lot of so what, anger. What this guy did, which is amazing, is that he took the, his fight with this influencer and leveraged it to get way more exposure uh, on social media. So after this went out, because he did such a terrible job of redacting the name, uh, the YouTube person who wrote to him uh, made a video basically she was telling her side from, of the story and calling the guy out for being a dick uh, let's be real he was definitely kind of being a dick uh, but it didn't end there um, as a result of this a bunch of her followers started to flood him with negative reviews uh, we've talked before about why reviews are terrible this is one of the reasons um, and so he it, instead of you know walking it back he decided to just lean all the way into it um, Two or, two or three days later, he makes another post saying, all bloggers are banned from the White Moose Cafe and Hotel. <laughs> uh, and then he goes on to talk about how bloggers are the scum of the earth and how all these people are so entitled and so terrible. Um, and as you can probably guess, people didn't react well to that either. Uh, there's a ton of negative comments, uh, a lot of hate being sent his way. And this guy just revels in it. Uh, he then releases a video of a fake press conference. <laughs> With him, like, it just is like poorly made, like uh, this shitty logo in the in the corner <laughs> video of of him talking about you know his controversial decision and uh, fake apologizing to the person that he uh, doxxed <laughs> in his original post. Wow,
1: you know, I'm just as you're talking, I'm scrolling through. Uh, I'm on the Facebook, um, the White Moose Cafe Facebook uh, page, where that uh, link that you, uh, where that statement that I just read. And I'm just scrolling through the comments, and there's certainly a lot of hate. Certainly a lot of hate, but it's going, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and count who's winning. It seems right now that the hate is 50 50 hate on the White Moose Cafe
0: and hate on bloggers. Right, and uh, but because of how funny he was in his response, it's hard not to sort of be on his side a little bit. <laughs> I, I think anyone who's looking at this objectively would say, yeah, he was kind of a dick about it. But the way that he turned this into it such a huge opportunity. Um, he has way more followers now than he did when he uh, made this original post, right? Like the the name, the White Moose Cafe, is out there, um, and so basically, what he did was he took a small opportunity to work with an influencer. Um, and possibly, you know, get some exposure there and turned it into this whole shitstorm while he laughs all the way to the bank and gets way more exposure than he ever would have in this girl's YouTube video.
1: And and I'm possibly thinking that, you know, ultimately this is going to be a net positive for him. I mean, I am reading a lot of uh, people who are negative, but uh, one, this uh, person, uh, Jared Nedin says the comments on this post are clearly from one of two sets of people. One followers of whoever this young influencer is to people who understand how the world works. And then goes on to say, there are no handouts in life, none, zip, zero. Um, it's interesting, and it's also interesting just in terms of, um, and I was uh, talking about this before, I think it's relevant, is, uh, you know, I run my own really successful uh, Instagram. <laughs> I have to think about the again. Instagram page. I'm super successful. I'm an influencer. Uh, no, I was talking to somebody <laughs> that I know who works in uh, um, uh, influencer marketing. So uh, they're basically finding folks on YouTube with 10,000 followers or Twitter or, or so forth. And it's um, the kind of things that are, they're hired to do is someone in, uh, you know, a jewelry store, or a fragrance store in Dubai might say, you know, we need 10,000 people talking about us in, in, in the Mid East. and so this person goes on and finds those quote unquote influencers, which they have a a, you know, a metric that just says if you have X number of followers, and we know that you know, and it's been in the news that a lot of those followers are you know purchased and bought and not quite real, but that's you know another, another day's topic. But um, it was just very interesting. and, and uh, I pulled up my Instagram that I just do for fun. Um, and, uh, just to get a critique of the Instagram based on the kind of things that they're, that they see as successful. And, um, it was just really interesting. It was like, and one of the, one of the key critiques is that I have too many different colors on my site. I need to choose which colors I like and just have only
0: those colors. I was like, uh, do you want to, do you want to plug your Instagram for those who are interested? It, it's hashtag kitty Cat voodoo.
1: Yep, hashtag Kitty Cat Voodoo,
0: and you will find
1: okay. my Instagram. And then you can yeah, tell so. me, uh, you can send an email to us at uh, unsubscribe the at gmail dot com, uh, or just follow me and then unfollow me. I don't understand that either. I have 150 followers in the morning, and by the afternoon, I have 130. I'm not sure who I'm offending, but don't come asking me for free shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I, I think because you are the influencer, you get to ask for free
1: shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can influence uh, anyone with 130 followers.
0: Yeah, well, hey, you know, uh, 130 <laughs> so followers follow so far. me,
1: Follow me or on Instagram, hashtag Kitty Cat voodoo, or just give me free shit. Don't make me do all that work.
0: <laughs> that works too. Um, now, to be clear on this, um, you can actually find a whole bunch of data out there. Influencer-based marketing actually does work, Right. Uh, when it comes to the CPM, or cost per thousand impressions, um, especially for larger YouTubers, like it, it can definitely be effective. Especially if you are, say, like a hotel or a restaurant, where the cost to you is basically the, the cost of the service, uh, which is a negligible amount for the amount of exposure you're getting. Um, so it's not like what she was asking for is all that ridiculous. right? In some instances, like Peter was saying, there, there are whole industries around this. Because it does work. Um, and. The White Moose Cafe clearly believes in the old adage that there's no such thing as bad press. Um, so, it, your mileage may vary depending on the product and services you offer, and sort of how you want to how you want your brand to be associated with uh, your own rhetoric. But I definitely think there's a lesson here. Um, He took a small opportunity and turned it into this giant thing. And you can make the argument that it's bad press, but as Peter was saying, especially over time, as this gets covered on uh, different news sites and uh, makes its way around the internet, more and more people are sympathetic. Um, The comments are almost at 50-50 now. Um, So I would say he turned this into a huge success, and there's a real lesson in that. I I mean, what's kind of, uh,
1: you know to me, uh, ironic is that this, this, this guy's savvy you know this person is as savvy as the, the social influencer you know yeah, absolutely. Like mm-hmm. it's, like she, it's not that it's not that one is a uh, you know uh, working class uh, salt of the earth uh, uh, you know I just run a hotel ma'am and you ask for free stuff it's like no this person was like you know what I'm going to just go all in and um, you know just, just go all in
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's that's an important point. Like, it's not like he tripped into this and he was just being his authentic self, and that led to this shitstorm. No, I completely agree. He was savvy; like, he did this on purpose. He knew what he was doing. I mean, already paid off for him.
1: And and I'm just looking at all the different areas where they didn't just set it up recently, but um, you know, they have the Facebook page. They're on TripAdvisor. Although there's two different TripAdvisor um, pages. One is four and a half stars and one is one star um, yeah this person was all this person was basically all over the place anyway they were on the Yelp they were on the you know your, your, your basically your uh, travel socials quote unquote if you want to call
0: those that so yeah learn from this guy uh, if it makes sense to be a dick you can get a lot of free press by being an asshole to bloggers on the internet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Now I kind of want to check out his blog because he, he did a, a shameless
0: promotion to this. Oh, no. It's
1: working. It, it's, it's getting working. you, Peter. No, The now, advertising. It works. I, I'm following him. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I, I, I feel like it is. Uh... <laughs> Do check out his blog. It is. It, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's. it's and I, I think with that. Uh, what he's, I'm not going to even plug the blog. You find it on your own. But, but remember, Kitty Cat voodoo on Instagram. Kittycat voodoo we on gotta, Instagram. We've got to get those followers up.
1: Yep. Uh, send us an email at uh, unsubscribe the pod at gmail.com. Um, we really should check that email address, email
0: account. <laughs> see if yeah, like we should this. see if anyone actually has emailed us. And, uh, we, we, we're definitely listening to your feedback. That, that is an email that exists. Support us, And on, someday, one of us will read it. Support us on Indiegogo.
1: <laughs> uh, eventually, we'll have a Patreon. And uh, we'll give you posters and mugs and cups. But I think we're at least 10 episodes away from that.
0: Right. We, we have to actually put out episodes in order to have a Patreon. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, we were looking at, you know, yesterday we were talking about the download rate. And I said, well, the download rate sounds good, but the upload rate has been a little bit slow. So.
0: <laughs> All right. That's going to do it. Thanks that's for listening, it. everybody. Thanks
1: for listening. And very special thank you to... Wait, who wrote that song? <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> I think
0: I just. <laughs> Special thank you to uh, Jim's Big Ego for letting us use his song, Stress. Good, I was being silent so you could say it so I could just cut you right in. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should
1: leave part of that I, in, though. Yeah, I think so. All right. With that, mm. I'm going to hit stop. I'm addicted voice. to stress. That's the way that I get things done. If I'm not under pressure, then I sleep too long. And I hang around like a bum. I think I'm going <laughs> nowhere,
0: and that makes me nervous. <laughs>
1: That's gonna have some, I'm gonna have some fun with that. (laughs)